Welcome to the Maynooth University Library Ken Sarawiwa Poetry Podcast. The poems on this podcast were honoured in our school poetry competition. They are available in the open access book, I Am a Man of Peace, writings inspired by the Maynooth University Ken Sarawiwa Collection. Edited by myself, Helen Fallon, Deputy Librarian at Maynooth University, and published by Daraja Press. My name is Elizabeth Zion, and I am 17 years old. I actually am in UCD right now, and I am studying social justice, politics, and international relations. So as a result of the way that I was raised, um, uh, my main passion is just to bring social justice. And uh, even before all of this, uh, all of this uh, events that are going on in Nigeria even happened, I've always, always wanted to give back to Nigeria. Kenseryo was executed by the government just for standing up for rights and, you know, um, the Nigerian government, um, they're just so greedy. Um, and because Shell was giving them so much money, they would kill anybody in the way. And we see that now, even in current day, present day Nigeria with the protests and how they open fire on peaceful protesters. I find that people don't know much about Biafra, but in the 1960s, um, a session at state called the Biafra wanted to separate from Nigeria and have their own sort of land. And um, there was a there was a war that took about three years and it had some major casualties. About two million people died, most of them are children, and about one million died of starvation. So it was a catastrophic uh, event in history that people actually don't hear too much about. But the story that I wrote is basically just somebody leaving the country. Freezing, wrapped up in myself. The sea rocks violently as the tempest raging on in my head, shaking my security. This boat is ripped apart by the waves and my life by the war. Nigeria torn in two like the weak silk it was made from. The needle and thread in the hands of the government. And instead of sewing the fabric together, they starved us, bonded us, and left us no choice but to leave. The bite of Biafra, the place in which we set off, the oil on which the boat rocks is the violence which my mind absorbs. It constantly replays my memory, like a broken record, chipping off pieces of me as it repeats. It goes, Biafra, Nigeria, torn silk, black gold, dust, I don't know how many days have passed, maybe 12, maybe 33, too lost in my own world to notice, too lost in my old world to notice, trying to savor the last morsels of the boy that I had become, so exposed to the terror of the man I would be and where this oil slick would take me. The heaving and labored breaths of a woman stole my attention. Her sickly green tainted the mahogany of her skin and she heaved once more over the side of the boat. The stench of sweat wafted from her tattered clothes. I knew her name was Inyeka. 
she told me warmly when we first got onto the boat. Her matronly smile was a source of comfort for me in the first couple of days. And she, and she spoke Igbo, just like I. And she told me, Everything will be fine, my son. I reached my hand to her shoulder and mustered all the comfort I had out of my heart into hers. Spirit. It will be okay. And she closed into me and wept. She wept for the both of us and everything we had lost, everything we had grown to love, and everything in between. I was writing a play at that time about um, finding my mother tongue. I guess I just went on a task of finding more about um, Yoruba culture, the language, and I'm on this journey of learning it now so I can teach my kids and um, just making sure that I can say that I'm both Nigerian and Irish. Just having, um, I guess, two different cultures that I can relate to in different ways gives me just bank or a pool of just inspiration you know what I mean writing is such a it's I feel like it's so untapped in a way like singing and dancing I have a lot of like it's it's just very out there and it's very mainstream but I think writing still needs so much more like uh, mentorship with the, the, the up-and-coming writers and things like that they need so much more like help and I, I'm so happy that Fighting Words is a place where they can offer help to people that that um are seeking to make a big break in the writing world. My name is Anya Dooley. I'm in sixth year in Manu Post Primary School. And I'd say I'm very sporty. I'm into, I love watching all the sports, but I play soccer and Gaelic football. And then I also love drama and writing. So I love watching film and television and then also practicing drama and acting and all that stuff as well. I definitely think it works both ways, both sport and writing and acting and performing gives great confidence that I feel like you can use in every aspect of life, but especially between sport and the acting. And then also the friendships you make and I suppose they're like communities in themselves. That's, uh, you can't beat them really. But I suppose I had a great interest in the last probably three or four years um, I started drama over a year ago now so I put it into practice I've always wanted to do it but I only decided to do it then last year at the moment I've been trying to write my own screenplays for short films um, so hopefully that's something that I can get to work on in the future in terms of film and TV I love Greta Greta Gerwig, um, Little Women, you know, I thought it was great the way she brought the story, the book, but changed it into her own and made it her own sort of version. And she wrote the screenplay for that and then also directed it for that. I thought it was, you know, brilliant. And then also in terms of playwrights, well, we've been studying a lot of Shakespeare as well. You know, the main, the main, um, I suppose, playwright when you think of it as well. And Martin McDonough. As well, I've seen a few of his plays in um, the Abbey and the Gate Theatre. So they're brilliant as well, yeah. It 
it was my English teacher who suggested it to us and to do, I suppose, as classwork and then homework. So I went home then and researched the competition with Minute University. And then in turn, that led me to diving into Ken Sarira and his life. And so I just found myself becoming more and more interested in the topic of the eco hero and then also Ken Sarira. If it wasn't for the competition now, I wouldn't have, have known of all his uh, great achievements in his life. Not only a writer, a journalist, activist, environmentalist, you know, the list is almost endless. And he's so many achievements in all those genres. Not every piece of writing has to have a political view, but if it's something I believe that the writer is particularly um, interested in or wants to get their opinion across, then it can be helpful for others to see and to read about different political views um, in order for them to get their own view then. You know, they can go to different writers and see what every writer is saying or every piece of writing. And then they can, I suppose, gather them all together themselves to definitely help form their own opinion. Pollution by Anya Dooley. A global problem arises like large plumes of smoke from the industrial chimneys of greed-driven Goliath, causing the earth and air to choke. A global problem arises like large mounds of plastic waste accumulating on our oceans, floors and surfaces, condemning all sea life encased. A global problem arises, like large volumes of environmental noise, emitted from unwanted human activities, so loud, so continuous, it annoys. A global problem arises, like air, sea and noise pollution, merging to form climate change, a growing concern that requires your eco-hero contribution. We definitely need to start making um, um, changes in our daily lives. Even, you know, the littlest change or contribution to our environment will make a huge difference down the line. So and with the team of Eco Hero, then I wanted to get that in there at the end because that was our team or our topic that we had to deal with for the competition. And Ken Sawira himself is definitely a definition of an Eco Hero. But I also think that everyone has the chance to be an eco-hero in their own right. Any big or small contribution, I think, will go a long, long way in helping us, you know, fight climate change and global warming and hopefully changing the environment for the better. My name is Kerry Arnott. I'm 19 years old. I've just left school and started first year of medicine in UCD. I joined Amnesty when I think I was in fourth year of school because I wasn't really sure what they did. But once I joined, I was really glad I joined because it was really nice to do a club that to join a club that actually would try and help make a difference and uh, help people whose voices weren't being allowed to be heard. Um, and I've joined it, I've joined the club in UCD now, but there's not as much going on because of COVID, obviously. It's just Zoom calls, really. I was very lucky uh, to grow up in really uh, fortunate conditions. Um, but even when I joined Amnesty, hearing the stories of people whose rights were taken away was just unbelievable. And um, so really, I just, I joined Amnesty to try and help especially in 
uh, writing and everything, it's always important to think about how different people feel, the different circumstances people are in. And yeah, I think really in general, just um, everyone should be striving for just equality in general. Arts and writing is really one of the best ways to express if we're unhappy with the situation or how we're feeling about a situation and to get our point across in a way that people will understand. Well, this poem on the surface, it's about uh, a child baking banana bread with their parents, um, which was inspired by the little flurry of making banana bread over quarantine. Um, but on a deeper level, it's about really um, how children tend to mimic the generations before them and how when we're younger our minds are really molded when we're at a young age and they're usually molded by our role models who are usually people who are older than us and in social justice and um, in the fight for the environment and against global warming it's really falling into the younger generation's laps to try and essentially save the world from global warming and um, all these other issues. And yet we are learning from the example of older generations. So really it's a bit of a domino effect and that we really like older generations also need to kind of try and change things in order to influence younger generations as well. The recipe lay for all to see. I leaped up and beamed at mommy as she yanked the ripest yellow banana from its friends. She explained its fellow bananas understood. They knew their friend would provide a world of good for us humans. The golden dome rose for miles. To help, I reached up and turned the dials just like mommy did. Alas, by the ding, the poor bread was burned. When I ate it, my stomach churned. Perhaps I should not have copied mommy. Of course, now I understand. Such high temperatures are impossible to withstand. The crust had been penetrated, the potential surpassed. To this day, I remember the rest of the bunch, those haunted inverted smiles, mourning, abandoned, unripe. Thanks for listening to the Maynooth University Library Ken Sarawiwa Poetry Podcast. The poems on this podcast were honoured in our school poetry competition. They are available in the open access book, I Am a Man of Peace, writings inspired by the Maynooth University Ken Sarawiwa Collection. Edited by myself, Helen Fallon, Deputy Librarian at Maynooth University and published by Deraja Press. 